today on Locked on Mariners. A team of two kids has the option to answer a trivia question or dare the other team to answer it. The other team can then double dare them back, and the first team must then answer the question or take the physical challenge. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, DC Lundberg. I loved that show when I was a kid, and boy, the Mariners were certainly flexing their muscles last night, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I've used that pun on the show before, but hey, I'm DC Lundberg. It is Wednesday, and it is another early evening special here on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download and follow the show on whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Marriage Podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show, or at least this first segment, is all about flexin' fuel. I think that's the last bad pun I can come up with for the name of last night's starting pitcher. Chris Flexen turned in his finest outing as a Major League pitcher, and against a team that has a pretty decent offense to boot. The Twins may suck, but their hitting is not the problem. Chris Flexen pitched eight innings, a career high, threw 107 pitches, a career high, only a second time over 100 pitches. The last, the first time was April 23rd, 2017. He allowed four hits, all of them were singles, no more than one per inning, so they were very well scattered, and two of them were erased in ground ball double plays, didn't allow any runs, and also struck out eight, and yes, gang, that is a career high. 14 ground balls versus six balls hit in the air. That might be a, a big key for him. If this is the first time all year that more balls had been hit on the ground against him than in the air. His ERA after this outing dropped from 4.68 to 4.12. And how exactly did this happen? Well, for the most part, it was location. His location was spot on for the most part all game. And his changeup was better last night than, it, than it's been pretty much most of the season. And again, he kept the ball on the ground. The good Chris Flexen did not show up last night. The great Chris Flexen showed up last night as I get a text message from my mother. 107 pitches in 8 innings averages out to 13.375 pitches per inning and that's pretty much right on the money for where you want a pitcher to be in terms of pitch efficiency. I might have given him a chance to finish this one up, ladies and gentlemen. I do not think 107 pitches is very much and especially the way he had been going. He was cruising. But at the same time, the Mariners had a huge lead. And because of that, I may have gone to the bullpen because the game was honestly well in hand by that point. And not even Rafael Montero could have coughed up that type of lead. Will Vest pitched the ninth inning and set the Twins down in short order. He needed a good outing. His ERA in June is 13.50. That's in seven games, six innings pitched, and that includes last night. And in June, his opponent's batting average is 462. In April, 138 ERA and an opponent's average of 167 in 12 games, 13 innings pitched. May is where it started to get rough. 771 earned run average and opponents were hitting 325 against him in his eight games in May, nine and a third innings pitched. 
He's a rookie. This is his first taste of the major leagues. And prior to this, he has only six and two-thirds innings in AAA, and that's only three games worth. In 27 innings in 20 AA games, he actually did quite poorly with an ERA of 6.67. And in 2019, which is the last time he played a professional game, he pitched in both high A, double A, and triple A. And he wasn't even at the alternate training site for the Tigers last year. They didn't, inv- they didn't invite him there. He's a Rule 5 pick, which means that he must remain on the roster all season or be offered back to the Tigers. And from what the Mariners have shown, especially early on, there's no way they don't want to keep him. But usually Rule 5 players don't get all that much playing time. However, Vest has pitched 27 games, pitched 28 and a third innings. Only only Anthony Masevich and Rafael Montero have been in more games. And uh, Mr. Vest has the same number of innings as Mr. Montero. And those two lead the bullpen in terms of innings pitched. Last night's game might be the best pitched game for the Mariners all season. I know that Yusuke Kikuchi has had a couple of very good games, but I don't remember if the bullpen held up their end of the bargain or not like Vest did last night. That is why I'm calling this the best overall pitched game for the Mariners because Chris Flexen did his thing and was stellar through eight innings and the ninth inning was a 1-2-3 affair out of the bullpen. I have not touched on the offense yet, but I will do that in B Block, but right now it's time for the trivia corner. We've got a, a trivia question and it is a Chris Flexen trivia question. While he has never pitched a complete game shutout, this is not the first start in which Mr. Flexen did not allow any runs to score. When was the first? I will tell you after this word from Sports Trade. I have been talking a lot about sports trade lately, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not heard about it, it is where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It is no wonder that this company is absolutely blowing up. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like stocks. It's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out. Making money on sports trade is simple. Player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game, the more points scored, the higher the value goes. Two, good old-fashioned supply and demand. The more shares that are purchased in a player, the higher their value goes. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and watch your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I think you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at sportstrade.com. Answer to the trivia question. The first time that Chris Flexen did not allow any runs to score in a game in which he started was his first game as a Mariner back on April 3rd against the San Francisco Giants. He went five innings that day and allowed four hits, two walks, and struck out six. He threw 94 pitches in those five innings, not the model of efficiency he was last night. But I remember that I was very impressed with his curveball that night. And it wasn't the prototypical overhand curve. It wasn't a 12-6 curve. But it almost had the same trajectory as a forkball, where it starts high and then dives down. Anyway, last night was the third time Mr. Flexen did not allow any runs in one of his starts. The second one was May 27th against the Rangers. All three of these games, by the way, 
took place in Seattle. They were noting on the pregame show on television last night that he's been pitching much better at home this year than on the road. Coming up, the pitching certainly did its job last night. How about the offense? Did they do their part? Why, yes, they did. Ooh, I, that means I don't have to do this story now, right? Maybe I'll recite Dante's Divine Comedy backwards instead in the next segment, and I will do that right after this word from Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, gang, but whether you're a beginner or whether you've been investing since the dawn of time, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market, every day, unless you continue to want to do that, which is fine. It's a nice hobby that people who don't even invest have. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you, yes, you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the cost of the taxes you pay as you invest. Uh, For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need to get started is $500 Renos. Grow your wealthy easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 simoleons managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Welcome back to Lockdown Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, sir. I did say on yesterday's program that if the good Chris Flexen showed up, that the Mariners may put a whooping on the Twins. And while Flexen was great, not merely good, the offense more than did their part, and boy did they put a whooping on the Twins. J.P. Crawford set the tone right away by driving the first pitch he saw out of the ballpark for an instant one to nothing lead, jumped on a fastball in the upper inside quadrant, got all of it, one to nothing lead. Mares loaded the bases in the second inning with no outs, with a walk and two singles. Now, these are typically the innings that have been very frustrating for the Mariners because they'll load the bases with no one out or they'll you know get so, you know a significant number of runners on base with no one out and they can't score but Shed Long Jr made sure that that would not happen as he took a hanging breaking ball into the right center field gla- gap pardon me it cleared the bases and the way he hit it and the way the outfielders were positioned i said out loud that he may very well get a triple out of this and he did he got a three-run triple to bring the score to four to nothing. And Shannon, my housemate, noted that he had the hard part of the cycle out of the way in the second inning and that he had a chance to do it. It wound up not happening, but he still had a very good game. Two for four with three runs batted in, all of them coming on that bases clearing triple. That triple almost seemed to end the ball game. It had that kind of feel even though it was early. It just had the feeling that the Mariners were not going to kind of shy away, that the Mariners were going to keep adding on, and that is exactly what they did, including home runs from the recently recalled Luis Torrens and Ty France. They did not rely on the long ball to score, 
but they used the long ball to extend their lead and to get on the board right away. And they chased J.A. Happ after four innings. Nine hits, six runs, five of them were earned. He only walked one, but it came around to score, struck out five, and allowed that leadoff home run to J.P. Crawford. So once Happ was removed from the ball game, you could call them hapless, couldn't you? Hey, I used that joke yesterday. Happ threw 48, uh, pardon me, 84 pitches in those four innings, and he gave way to Griffin Jacks. And I think that Griffin Jacks was something of an unsung hero for the Twins last night. He pitched four innings, gave up four runs, three walks, and two home runs. And that might seem like an unusual pitching line for someone I just called an unsung hero. But he saved the rest of the bullpen by going out there and wearing it for four innings. Those types of outings can be very, very tough, but they're important. They noted on the TV broadcast that he has a lot of pitches for a reliever. He has four pitches where your typical reliever will only have two or three. And that, coupled with this long relief appearance, leads me to believe that hey, that he might be starter material if he can better locate his pitches. The Twins may think of him as a starter. I don't know what their plans for him is. But he threw 93 pitches in that relief appearance, which is more than J.A. Happ threw as a starter. Mr. Jax was optioned pardon me, to AAA today in a flurry of roster moves that the Twins made. Mayors did, have not made any as of this recording, and it's about 20 minutes to 6 o'clock in the evening. They also noted on the TV broadcast that uh, Mr. Jax was drafted out of the Air Force Academy and that he is in the Air Force Reserves, and his wife is an intelligence officer in the Air Force. I want to take this opportunity to thank both of them for their service. And Jax is not the first player drafted out of the Air Force Academy, but he is the first player to reach the majors having been drafted out of the Air Force Academy. Back to the Mariners' offense, though, they were clicking on all cylinders pretty much. 10 runs, 14 hits, 4 walks, 11 strikeouts, though, that's a little bit much. Crawford was 3-for-5 with that leadoff home run. Ace was uh, Ace Fraley was 1-for-4 with another walk. Ty France was 3-for-4 with a double and a home run. Jake Bowers was 3-for-5. Luis Torrens was 2-for-4. Already talked about Shed Long. The only player who did not reach base was Kyle Seager. He went 0-for-5 with two strikeouts. He needs to be moved out of that cleanup spot, and I personally think he's done. They need his veteran presence on the team. He's one of the few veterans that are on the team, although I feel a little funny using the word veteran uh, in that sense after talking about Griffin Jax's service in the U.S. military. Um, But back to Seager. I think they need to start looking at other options uh, at third base. Keep Seager on the team as a left-handed pinch hitter and that veteran presence that I spoke of. Try Dylan Moore at third base. He's... Before he went on the disabled list, his bat was really starting to heat up, and he's still doing fine. Uh, See how Ty France does at third base, even though I think he's defensively limited. Uh, Sunshine Superman, he's currently in AAA, but Donovan Walton has uh, played a little bit of third base beginning in the minor leagues this season, pardon me, in spring training this season. He might, he's not an option as a starter, where Dylan Moore and Ty France would be. But Donovan Walton can certainly fill in there if they need him to do that. I don't want to put a damper on this great offensive game. It was wonderful to see them explode like that, so to speak. And it was also great to see them not to have to rely on the home run, but still hit them. 
If you have a question or a comment, I encourage you to send it in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. I'll reply to it on the air in a future mailbag episode. Your question or comment does not have to do with the Mariners, does not have to do with baseball, does not have to be about sports. Questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged at this time. Coming up, what will John Miller have to say about Major League Baseball's crackdown on foreign substances? Since he studied to become a minister, maybe he'll do the entire segment in Latin. But before that happens, though, this word from Built Bar, the greatest protein bars in the history of things with the initials BB. BB King may be legendary and great in his own right, but he wasn't a protein bar. You know, that's probably the first time a blues legend has been compared to a food product. Anyways, Built Bars are high in protein and fiber, low in sugary, sugar and calories. I said sugary again. My goodness. They're super high in deliciousness, but can they untie my tongue? I don't know. But I'm going to go have one and find out. Go to BuiltBar.com to try them for yourself. You can order their variety box to sample a little of everything or put together a box of the three flavors that most intrigue you, like coconut almond, mint brownie, and horsefly. If you use promo code Snurkle Blurkle Blurkle Blop, and nothing happens. So just use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout instead, and you'll get 15% off your order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Built Bar, crunch all you want, we'll make more. And this word from Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, has been for a while now, and you can track the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs in mid-June. Head over to the website or use your mobile device once again today to sign up and re- receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, you're locked on your oh boy. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. That's where I got screwed up, gang. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much once again, J.M., going into the final segment today on Locked On Mariners. Joining us for this final segment is Locked On Mariners contributor and sometimes guest host, John Miller. John, how are you today? I am doing fairly well. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure having you on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation you had with Jason Hernandez last Friday about foreign substances uh, on the base, you know, on the baseball. And lo and behold, yesterday Major League Baseball comes out with these new, you know, protocols and regulations. The timing on that could not have been better, and you guys had no way of knowing that that was coming around the pike. So kudos for you. <laughs> for uh, being a clairvoyant, as it were. But yesterday, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Major League Baseball did announce that they were uh, cracking down, so to speak, on foreign substances on the baseball, which I assume means Swiss cheese and tzatziki sauce and things of that nature. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Players over the years, um, it's kind of been accepted to use a little bit of stickum on the baseball to to be able to... You know, control pitches a little bit better, but, and I'm going to quote an article from MLB.com, quote, but as pitchers have learned how to use substances to improve their spin rates, 
The issue and its effect on offensive performance has become much more pronounced, leading to this league intervention. End quote. Rule 3.01 in the rulebook states, quote, No player shall intentionally discolor or damage the ball by rubbing it with soil, rosin, paraffin, licorice, sandpaper, emery paper, or any foreign substance, end quote. I want to meet the guy who made it uh, mandatory that licorice be included in that <laughs> rule. Um, I guess it's because it's... Uh, Sticky, uh, John. There also um, are new rules in put in place for pitchers who are caught violating these new rules. They're automatically ejected to the game, and they're going to be subjected to um, checks by the umpires throughout the game. So much for pace of play, but it's a mandatory ten game suspension. And this is a new thing. The team is not allowed to replace them on the roster during that 10-day suspension, which leads me to ask John, why was it ever okay to replace somebody on a roster during a suspension? That does not make any sense to me, and there are so many places we could go with this. I'm going to go one of those places right now, John, because I have something in mind. When the the Mariners still had Robinson Cano, and he was busted for PEDs the first time, they were allowed to replace him on the roster during his 80-game suspension, and they were even allowed to send him out on a rehab assignment during that suspension. Why is that okay? That should not be okay. I don't get it. And this brings up something that, that we have not mentioned yet, but while they're serving this 10-game suspension, which, by the way, these rules have been in place for quite some time. The, the Rule 3.01 that you read and also in Rule 6... Uh, this is not new. The, and the 10-game suspension is also not new. And some of us may not have known, some listening, that while they're serving the 10-game suspension, they get paid. And, and this has gone out of the baseball realm. Base, Basketball Hall of Famer Charles Barkley has commented on this and said that for breaking the rules, they get a 10-day paid vacation out of it. That's a good way to put it, and they should not be paid during the suspension. And for PED suspension, I believe those are unpaid, where that portion of salary is donated to a charity. I could be wrong about that. Um, I didn't bother to look it up since it just popped into my head now. But you referenced Rule 6, and Rule 6.02 C and D uh, prohibits um, applying any foreign substances uh, to the baseball Um, according to this article from MLB.com. And further from this article, quote, use of sticky substances has has been widespread and tacitly accepted by managers, players, and teams for decades as a means of reducing the uh, slickness of the ball and improving control of pitches, end quote. Ryan Roland-Smith had a good point on yesterday's pregame show on television that the Major League Baseball is different from any other baseball that he had ever picked up, and it was very, very slick. And that thing... I've never picked up a Major League Baseball before, so I can only go on what Mr. Roland Smith was relaying in his report. And, you know, I'm kind of 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 two minds of this because I want pitchers to be able to have control. If the baseball's that slick and they're going to wind up having a bunch of control problems, that could lead to injuries if they're going to be hitting batters left and right. I don't know if that's going to be the case. But at the same time, if they have found a way to use this to their advantage other than better control, that is a problem that needs to be addressed. Yes, John? Yes, it does. It starts with 
figuring out what we're going to do with the baseball prior to it getting to the pitcher so that we don't have to do this, so that umpires are not turned into the equivalent of TSA agents or <laughs> Leslie Nielsen's character in the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, I mean, that's a, actually a very that's a very good point. And another point that Mr. Roland Smith brought up is that the uh, the baseballs are rubbed down with uh, Delaware River mud prior to the game. He wasn't sure what type of mud it was. He thought it was Mississippi mud. It's Delaware River mud, <laughs> and each stadium is sent a tin of this stuff. You know, in advance, and then the umpire. Is it the home plate umpire that rubs up the ball, John, or is it all four of them? In the at the minor league levels, it is the umpires that do that. Okay. At the major league levels, I believe it's probably a clubhouse attendant. Oh, okay. It might be the ball boy even or somebody like that. But that's done manually, so there's inconsistency with that. And that was a point that Mr. Roland Smith brought up as well. Maybe they just need to rub down these baseballs officially with more of that mud. So they pitchers can have a little bit more grip on it. I don't know if that would help or not. Um, I've never, in my uh, experience pitching, I've never used a rubbed up baseball. I've just used them, you know, straight out of the bin from Sports Authority or, or wherever, wherever. And they're not Major League Baseballs, ladies and gentlemen. It's just the consumer grade stuff that that you use as well. So I cannot personally speak to that. Again, I can just only go off what professional Major League Baseball players, what their experience has been, and what they have been reporting. And one interesting side effect of this uh, came within the last few days, John, and that involves Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Tyler Glasnow. He, like just about everybody else, was using a little bit of stickum on the ball, and he tried to go away from it cold turkey, in in his words. And he's going to be out a while with, I think, a torn UCL. So we can see injuries among pitchers among pitchers go up even more than we already have seen this year, and there have already been a lot of injuries, John. Yes, this is a situation that Major League Baseball is going to need to address deeper than just having the umpires check the pitchers. They're also responsible for checking the catchers. Yes. And any ball player that may be seen interacting with the pitcher in a suspicious way will say can also be checked throughout the game. And and you did mention the pace of play. Well, they're trying to do that in between innings and stuff like that, but we'll see how that ends up working out. It, I mean, that that is a good point. They are pro- they are going to do it you know, in between innings and during pitching changes and whatnot. But as the pitcher is being checked, that means that that's delaying, you know, when he can start throwing his warm-up pitches just that much more. So that might delay the start of the inning a little bit. I was being kind of halfway facetious with that comment anyway. <laughs> but it's still not a bad point. And you brought up another a very good point also, that catchers or anybody else who may be found assisting pitchers in doctoring these baseballs are subject to that same automatic ejection and that same 10-day suspension. And if the catcher is caught the entire battery is ejected from the game and they need to bring in a new pitcher and new catcher. It's not just the catcher who's going to get ejected. The pitcher has to go along with him. Well, yeah, the pitcher is the one who's throwing the balls and it in this update from MLB, it states the pitcher is the one who is ultimately responsible. That's not a bad point, right. To me, it's kind of the equivalent of when a pitcher is found to be intentionally throwing at a hitter or thought to be intentionally throwing at a hitter that the manager has to go to. That's in the rule book. Yes, and and unless you had some way of determining that the catcher was involved or signaling that he should throw at the hitter, then, yeah, the catcher and other players are left alone and it's the pitcher and the manager that are ejected. 
Yes. Another thing about these new, I guess, protocols, as it were, John, is that uh, the pitcher can still use rosin. You know, the rosin bag's still going to be out there behind behind the, the uh, mound, and he can go to that. I was wondering if you could kind of clarify how rosin can be legally used, because I'm not, ex- I don't know if I'm 100% certain. So I would uh, like uh, for you to be able to enlighten us. I believe the purpose for the rosin bag is to dry up the pitcher's hand. I believe so, too. It's not exactly for to allow him to get a better grip on the ball. I guess having dry hands would allow a pitcher to have a better grip, but it's not a sticky substance. No, it's not. It is a dry... It's kind of akin to the chalk that gymnasts use. Exactly. That's a very good example Or for people that are into heavy weightlifting, they also use a similar chalk. Yes. And to, to, to dry out your hands, improve your grip, and pitchers are, are specialists in this they know how much to apply and just whatever and, and when to go to the rosin bag and they're allowed to go to the rosin bag as often as they feel necessary is this correct john or am i wrong i believe so and, okay. and they are of course to then wipe it off on their their pants or whatever so that, that this is not then getting onto the ball and there's a similar rule in bowling. Uh, bowlers are allowed. They they use a rosin bag much like major league pitchers do, and they'll pound rosin into their finger holes so they can get a better grip. But they are required to wipe off the surface of the ball so there's no rosin on the ball itself. But that's more not to damage the lane or to get any residue on the lane. And if a ball is found to have a substance on it in bowling. They're not, you know, disqualified from the match. They just get a zero on that shot. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> and I don't know why I felt important to to say that, but I don't know. I, you know, bowling, I guess, is on my mind because there has been televised bowling on again um, over the last couple of days, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we need to run, John. But, you know, once again, I, I'm glad Major League Baseball is doing this. I think doing it midseason could have some injury implications. And again, they're not talking about Gaylord Perry loading up the baseball with Vaseline or beer cheese or whatever he used (laughs) or making people think that he was loading up the ball with such substances, making all those motions, going to his cap, going to his pants to make the batter think that he was loading up the ball when in fact he wasn't. So it's kind of a psychological game, but we're running way behind time. I apologize, uh, ladies and gentlemen. John, where can people find you on uh, Twitter? I can be found on the Twitter sphere at SeattlePilot69. Excellent. Go follow him. He's a great baseball man, and he really knows the stuff. He knows the rule book inside and out. A real asset here on the Locked On Podcast Network that I honestly wish more hosts would utilize him just for that reason. Tomorrow on the show, gang, we'll be wrapping up uh, tonight's uh, game with the Minnesota Twins. Maybe a sweep. We might be talking brooms up tomorrow. Who knows? Here with me to talk about the game will be Darren Stevens, Zordon, and a bug lamp. Please remember to download and follow Locked On Mariners. I don't know why you say these things. Look for us on any podcasting app that you can think of. The Bug Lamp should uh, be a very bright guest. Anyways, also leave a rating and review <laughs> if your podcasting app of choice so allows. I don't know. I made so many rep puns on Chris Flexen's name in A Block that, I don't know, I, I guess bad wordplay is on my mind. But we're way late. I gotta go. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a nice afternoon. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.
This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.